To begin. Are you watching closely? To begin. Clytus, I'm bored. How to start? What plaything can you offer me today? In Life Itself, a memoir, Roger Ebert begins. I was born inside the movie of my life. I was born a poor black child. The visuals were before me. I was born in it. The audio surrounded me. Molded by it. The plot unfolded inevitably, but not necessarily. I don't remember how I got into the movie, but it continues to entertain me. We all are born with a certain package. We are who we are. Where we were born, who we were born as, how we were raised. We're kind of stuck inside that person. And the purpose of civilization and growth is to be able to reach out and empathize a little bit with other people. And for me, the movies are like a machine that generates empathy. It lets you understand a little bit more about different hopes, aspirations, dreams, and fears. It helps us to identify with the people who are sharing this journey with us. Welcome to the first syllable. The next step for me is a little weird because before I can even structure the entire story and kind of lay out my outline, I'm trying to rewatch as many time loop TV episodes and movies as I can, especially the ones that are particularly famous. Just in the last couple of weeks, I have watched oh, an episode of Eureka, an episode of Buffy, an episode of Angel, two episodes of Fringe, an episode of Haven, an episode of The Librarians, an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., an episode of Cloak and Dagger, several movies, a couple short films. I think I'm forgetting a few. My notes are a mix of, you know, title of thing I'm watching, and then I'll grab quotes or plot points or names. Surprisingly, I found like three different stories had a character named Nathan in it. Currently, I'm doing Minutia X Machina every Tuesday, which has a character named Nathan in it. That's not a time loop, but it goes in my existential trilogy along with Groundhog Day Project Minute by Minute. So it connects in my head. And as I said, I think I said this a couple weeks ago, I may have in-jokes in this script that I'm the only one who get them. And I'll have a bunch that some obsessive person like me would be able to figure out later. And... I don't even know how to tell you about some of the notes, because one of the lines I wrote down from Life Serial, the episode of Buffy, I'm a breast girl myself, but then again, you knew that. Part of the story, I was going to say hinges on, but I don't know how important it will actually be in the overall structure. I know it will matter at a certain point, but hinges on the fact that someone who the main, I could just say, I shouldn't be afraid to spoil the story. That's the whole point of this podcast is I'm going to tell you all the stuff, and then I'm going to write the script, and I'll tell you about that day by day as I'm actually doing the writing whenever that whenever I get to that point. Maropi, one of the four main characters, who also goes by Ro. Ro is, um, has discovered since they were in, I think I'm settling on high school, by the way, not college, for what the reunion is going to be, which puts them a few years younger than me, but not too much. I'm going 25-year reunion of high school, and to explain why they're coming to their hometown. I don't want them to go to some weird I don't want him to be in a town he's unfamiliar with, because that's not the point. This isn't Groundhog Day, where he's a bad person who gets stuck in this loop because he has to be better. This isn't a Connors loop. This is a Myron Castleman loop. It just happens. And for those who don't know, Myron Castleman is the main character in 1201PM, the short story by Richard Lupoff, made into an Oscar, I was going to say winning, but it might have just been nominated. No, I think it won. I believe it won for live action short in 1989, 90? Anyway, Myron Castleman is the main character, played by Kurtwood Smith, the father from that 70s show. And I got specific notes like 
in the Supernatural episode, I don't think I just said that, but I watched an episode of Supernatural as well. You know, there's a classic bit where you predict what the person's going to say because you've already gone through this before. And there's versions of that exchange in some of these other episodes. And so I'm going to mix and match details from them. I'm going to mix and match details from different versions of the Boats But Not the Ocean speech from Groundhog Day and the alternate version of it in the Groundhog Day musical and different versions of that same moment of proving to this person you're in a time loop because you know stuff you shouldn't know. One of those I have is that this one person, the only way you can prove it to them is to say their social security number and their mother's maiden name and all this other stuff, and I want Connor to say it out loud and then realize that they're in a diner, because classic. That's the Supernatural episode, that's Groundhog Day, that's the end of Happy Death Day. I think there's diners and a few others. But he says it out loud and then it's like, when they freak out, it's like, oh, don't worry, they won't remember tomorrow anyway. And then maybe takes a moment and says, and tomorrow I'll say it quieter. Things like that. I've got some subplots going with that character of Nathan I'm going to have, who is someone they knew from high school, who was also in town for the reunion, and he was kind of a bad guy in high school, and he's been trying to do better, but they don't all know that, but Connor knows that, and it changes the way he has to associate with them. Complicated things. I was just thinking of another one I just watched. What was it? I watched an episode of The Magicians. I need to watch the episode of Xena again. I didn't watch it yet. I watched Twilight Zone, Judgment Night. What was the one I wanted to reference? Oh, for example, you got the montage of convincing people. You got montage of deaths, where I'll mix and match different ways people died in different time loop things. There's a few of those in Supernatural. There's a few in Groundhog Day. I know there's going to be a poker game, because... There's poker in the Star Trek Next Generation episode, Cause and Effect, which I also watched in the last couple weeks. And there's poker in the Buffy episode, though not in the time loop segment. And I think they mentioned poker in the episode of Eureka. And so I'm going to mix and match the different references to poker, the cards that are dealt, stuff like that. And I want Connor to make a joke about anteing with a tabby, because that's a line from Buffy, because the demons and vampires play for cats, not money. I was trying to figure out an easy way to calculate the amount of time left at a certain time loop, and the math was getting ahead of me, and then I found out this thing just called a triangle number, and basically, like, at 11 p.m., there's 60 minutes left. You take it as 61, because you want it to count to 60, and there's a triangle number calculator, if you know math. I don't want to explain what a triangle number is. I couldn't explain it, that's why I couldn't. The math was complicated. It's basically, how do you add 60 plus 59 plus 58 plus 57 dot 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 all the way to 1 quickly? It's not 60 factorial, because that's multiplying or dividing, whatever. And I found what it was. So now I can calculate it. Any particular loop, based on when that loop started, I know because I want Connor to know how much time is left. So at 11 p.m., he has... I forgot the number now. Let's open up the triangle... The triangle number of 61 is 1,891. Is that correct? It doesn't feel right. <laughs> I'm going to have to double check this again. can't remember if I figured out that the triangle number works or if I had to do the triangle number divided by 60 or something like that. Saying 1,891, that would mean 1,891 days left. No, it's 1,891 minutes left. That's the problem. So it gives me the amount of minutes left. The number of hours left? I forgot what I was calculating. Divided by 60 is 31. Maybe it's divided by 24? <sighs> Losing it. This is part of the problem. I made my system a little too complicated. <sighs> That's okay. That's who I am. That's how I do this. 
doing a lot of ideas and then it's going to be mix and match basically what I'm doing with my notes file which is currently at 5,576 words. I'm going to take each parts of it are just ideas I had parts of it are specific notes on time loop things I've watched recently again and that I want to reference and I will put a comment under the review tab in Word on each of those things showing the source so that when I copy and paste it into a different location it'll still say what the source is so that I can have an annotated version of the script eventually. <laughs> so best case scenario, I write the script, someone buys it, someone makes it, I publish an annotated version for nerds like me. <sighs> if it isn't published and you're a nerd like me, contact me in the future. I'll send you the PDF. Don't tell anyone. Legends of Tomorrow, Lois and Clark. Ugh, so many time loops. And I'm forgetting which is which. Last night I went to watch a movie that was a time loop. I ended up not watching it because it was one I had actually seen before. And I felt like watching something new. So the fact that I forgot I had watched a particular time loop and almost just turned it on seemed entirely appropriate. And right at the end of the show I gotta jump in when I'm editing because I totally forgot to complete the story I started with at the beginning about Row. And there's probably thousands more words in the notes file because this episode was actually recorded a couple weeks ago. Sorry. To be fair, the recording is going to have to get ahead of the release because I have three other podcasts coming out currently, and I will probably have to record these kind of as I go, especially once I start the actual writing process. You don't need an episode for each of these bits of notes that I do, but some of them are worth talking about. In a few weeks, I will tell you, I'll probably record it tomorrow or the next day, I'll tell you about the ending, or the plot, because more details are in my head about these things. What you need to know now, the thing I was trying to say earlier and then I got sidetracked by all the other stuff, is that part of the plot hinges on the fact that Roe is maybe not interested in men. And now you probably don't even know what the reference was. Is the breast girl line from Buffy. Wow, it seems anticlimactic now. <sighs> Fucking time loops. Cut. Perfect. The, uh, it's a past stuff that dreams are made of. You're still here? It's over, Johnny. It's over. It's over! Nothing is over! Go home. Nothing! You just don't turn it off! Go.